All right, welcome back to Electric Board Game. I'm your host, Adam Collins. Today we'll be talking about the Treasure Hunters trilogy by Jellybean Games. Scuttle will always have a special place in my board gaming heart. Scuttle was the first board game that I backed on Kickstarter. I backed it way back in 2016. Since that time, I have backed over 60 other campaigns, including the one for the follow-up games in the Treasure Hunter series Ninjutsu and Brains. All the games in this trilogy are designed by Peter C. Hayward, published by Jellybean Games, with artwork by Kelly Joe, and in their title with an exclamation mark. Scuttle and Ninjutsu have a 6.5 rating on Board Game Geek, while Brains carries a 6.6 rating. Honestly, these are all too low by about two full points. Rule Clarity I must laugh about this one. These games are about the specific words used on the cards. Once you read through the rules, just follow the wording on the cards and things could not be clearer. Time to explain to newcomers. All three of these games are very simple to explain to newcomers. In fact, if you start by teaching them Scuttle, you can build on that and only have to explain the new aspects of each game. Each consecutive game builds on its predecessor. It only takes about three to maybe five minutes to explain Scuttle, and then off you go. Gameplay All the games have a simple gameplay. You shuffle the deck, deal each player four cards. Then, for Scuttle, on a player's turn, the active player may either draw a card from the top of the deck, or play a card from their hand. If you have no cards, you must draw. There is no hand limit. This does come into effect late in the game when you may have way too many cards and some analysis paralysis sets in as you try to figure out what your best option might be. If you choose to play a card, it can be played for either its treasure value, which is listed down the side, so anything from 1 to 10, or it can be played for the action written on the card. Now, jacks, queens, kings, and aces must be played for their action as they have no treasure value. Some cards are marked permanent when played for its action. These cards remain in front of the player until discarded or destroyed. You can string together some plays, like you can play a card that says play one card for the action and one card for its treasure. Or you can play a card that allows you to draw two cards, play one, keep the other, etc. The hardest part of the game is the wording, yet if you read the cards and take them for their literal meaning, they are very straightforward. If a card says destroy a card, that card must be one in play. If it says to discard a card, that card must come from a hand. When playing with two or three players, the first person to score 21 doubloons wins. In a four-player game, players are in teams, sitting alternating around the table. The first team of two to 30 points wins. There's also a variant for five players. This makes the fifth player play alone against the two teams of two, However, the fifth player is aided by Davy Jones, and this card acts as a sixth player for that person. There's also a solo version, but I have yet to try it and play against the robot player. 
Next up, ninjutsu. Ninjutsu builds off what Scuttle has already started. The main differences are the addition of secrets and stealing. There is also no teams this time, so it's every ninja for themselves. The first ninja to score 21 treasures or more at the start of their turn is the winner. Like with Scuttle, the active player can draw or play a card. This time, however, you can draw two cards from the top of the deck. When playing, you can play a card in three ways. For the face-up value, for the action, or place it as a secret. To play a card as a secret, you place it face down in front of you. Why would you do this, you ask? Well, some cards are traps. Also, some cards are worth more face down. It also allows you to place cards face down and your opponents do not know what the value is. This leads to the third option the active player has, which is to steal a secret. You can simply take any face down card from any opponent and immediately flip it face up. Some of the cards can be traps, which are marked with a bomb icon, and their effect must be resolved immediately. These could be discarding your entire hand, or it destroys all your treasure, or the person who trapped you gets to draw cards from the deck. If the card is not trapped, but is a treasure, you keep the treasure you stole and place it face up in front of you. If you draw a card that is not a treasure or a trap, like a king, queen, or ace, you simply discard it and nothing else further happens on your turn. Now, like I said, you must have 21 or more points at the start of your turn to win the game. So when your opponents can see that you have a lot of points showing or a lot of secrets, you will become the target and victim of their attacks. This gets interesting as stealing from the leader could put you over the top, making you the new target. Or it could put you in a pickle. Do they risk letting you potentially win so that they can put down a card to put them to win? Now the next opponent must figure out whether or not to steal from you or the first person who they also feel could go out. Essentially, they may have to pick the winner. Then there's Brains. And Brains builds a little bit from Scuttle and a little bit from Ninjutsu. During the setup, each player is also given a Gravestone card to set off to the side along with their four-card starting hand. Then a fifth card is dealt face-up onto each player's Gravestone. Now, you're all zombies, nobody's playing in teams, but the first zombie to successfully have 21 brains is the winner. Like with ninjutsu, the active player can draw two cards into their hand. They can also play a card in front of them for the brain value or for its action, then discarding it into the pit, which is, you know, the discard pile. The other action available is to bury a card. And to take this action, the active player takes the top card off the draw pile, flips it face up, and places it on their gravestone. If the card has a coffin icon, that action takes an effect. When a player has enough points to win at the end of their turn, they announce BRAINS, and they take a brain token. If they fail to announce BRAINS and take the token, they cannot win until the next turn. If at the start of your turn you have the brain token, you win. Brains is the newest of the Treasure Hunter series, and it has gotten the least amount of playing time. 
Scuttle has by far the most. Ninjutsu, however, is our preferred game in this trilogy. I think, honestly, it's the secrets and stealing that really hook in my team and my crew. But each game has rules that allow you to combine them together for a huge crazy game, and we have yet to do this. And honestly, I don't know why. It sounds like absolute chaos, which is something we thoroughly enjoy, but it also sounds like an absolute pain in the butt to have to go back and shuffle, or not shuffle, but sort out these cards into their respective stacks. Replayability. Due to the short playtime, each of these games can be played two or three or four or ten times in a lunch hour. The games seem to get even better the more we play them because the more familiar we get with the cards and we know what cards we're looking for, what cards we're hoping you don't have, what cards we're hoping our opponents do have, and I think that all of that really builds to make these games more enjoyable the more we play it. We don't necessarily track the amount of times we've played these games like we do other games, and that's because these games play so quickly that we have people coming in and out, switching between two two different games. We'll have brains going on one end and jitsu going on the other, back and forth, so it's really hard to just track how many times they've been played. But rest assured, Scuttle, Ninjutsu, and Brains are all replayable just like any standard card game like Poker or Euchre or Bridge. Now, on to the artwork. Kelly Joe's artwork is top-notch, and I absolutely love it. It is the main reason that it drew me in to Scuttle in the first place. It, all the characters are very cute, colorful, and sometimes downright funny. Her artwork enhances the theme and feel of each of the games, and during the first Kickstarter campaign and the subsequent ones, more characters were unlocked and revealed and previewed during the campaign, which gave you a very enjoyable campaign experience to help build the anticipation of the game. Component quality. This is really the only place I take issue with these games. They are an odd-sized card, and they cannot be sleeved. Scuttle is a very loved game and a very worn game. Ninjitsu's getting to be that way, and I assume Brains will be headed in that same direction as well. The cards are of high quality, though, and I hope that they continue to survive the multiple plays headed their way. I guess this is as good a time as any to mention the boxes for these games are not the same size either. Scuttle is a much smaller box, and the other two are larger, but of the same size. I like the smaller box better, but in all honesty, the games really should come in just a standard card box because shelf space is a premium in my house and the more compact the game the better it is for me bang for the buck scuttle retails for $9.99 while ninjutsu and brains retail for $14.95 if you can find these delightful little games at your friendly local game shop i highly advise that they are well worth the investment Scuttle is a well-worn game, as I mentioned, but it has also allowed us to bring in a lot of new people to the gaming group because of its simplicity and joy. Lunchtime Potential With the playing time listed on the box as 5 to 10 minutes, you can certainly get these games in over a lunch hour multiple times. We've had games take longer, though, like 20 minutes if you get the right cards and the right players. I say the right ones because these games are a frustrating blast. It is so painful to be this close to victory 
only to have a card played that wipes out all your treasures, or negates your even numbers, or allows someone else to steal your thunder and the win. We did have a game that took the entire lunch hour though, and at the end, we had to quit the game and no treasures were scored. Which brings us to... Expansions. Each of the games has an expansion pack that was unlocked during their Kickstarter campaign. And there is a separate deck of Treasure Hunter cards that can be added to the games as well. Now, I do not have this deck of cards, but I have a special promo that consists of a handful of cards. And I've yet to really shuffle them into my decks. So we'll start off with Scuttle. Scuttle came with two expansions. The Curse of Black Jack and Scurvy. The Curse of Blackjack added 16 cards, which is basically a new suit of cards, and a new optional action, Summon. Summon allows you, if you say you're going to use this action, to flip over the top card on the deck. If it's a treasure, you play it immediately. If it isn't, the card goes into your hand. However, if it is a treasure, and it brings your total over 21, or 30 if you're playing in teams, you destroy all your treasures. So a little bit of risk versus reward. We basically shuffle these cards into the deck, and then at the beginning we decide if we're going to use the summon action or not. Then there is Scurvy. And Scurvy ruins the game, if you play it by the rules. The rules state that you randomly flip a disease card. All the cards are diseases, by the way. And the effect is for everyone to enjoy or hate. Then shuffle the rest, which is 14 more diseases, into the deck. Whenever a disease card is drawn, it is put into play immediately. It does not override the current one or ones, but it compounds them. There's a new action, though, called Cure, which allows a player to forego drawing or playing a card and instead say Cure and shuffle all the active diseases back into the deck! This makes the game last forever. There are too many diseases. So we house rule the expansion if we decide to use it, which is very unlikely, and we randomly add the amount of players plus one additional disease to the deck. We followed the rules, and we played with five players, and our game with Scurvy never ended. Over 45 minutes of play, no winner. We quit when the diseases made us wipe out all of our treasures and play, bringing all the teams to zero again. We simply threw in the towel. We got up from the table, went back to our offices. I went back later to clean the game up. The scurvy cards are also buried at the bottom of my box, and we do not speak of them very often. Ninjutsu had an expansion called Sabotage. It included 15 new cards, which is also a new suit, similar to Blackjack and Scuttle. And honestly, we just shuffle these in, and they're part of our deck and play all the time. There was also a promo of four not Ninja Turtle cards, and they're all cute and fun as well. Brains, similarly, had Graveyard as an expansion. Its 14 cards was also a new suit are shuffled into my everyday deck as well. There were also some promo cards, but again, I just shuffle everything in there to add to the chaos of our standard games. In summary, I have kickstarted each of these games over the years. I have backed other games by Jellybean and Peter Hayward, and I have never been let down. 
All the games are delightful and have given me and my team hours of enjoyment. Scudder will always hold that special place in my heart of being my first Kickstarter. It helped me dig deeper into this great hobby of ours, and without it, I might not have started my own design and publishing company, or started this podcast, or met so many of the amazing people that I have over these past few years. Scuttle, Ninjitsu, and Brains have also served my group well in getting new people into the group, and they've allowed us to play on our lunch half hours, maybe even our lunch just one hand hours. You can reach out to me on Facebook at facebook.com slash eatlunchandboardgame, or you can email me at eatlunchandboardgame at gmail.com. And remember, keep building those bridges. Average Joe's Gaming is a weekly podcast brought to you by us. I'm Joe. I'm Tom. We talk about all things game-related. In this hour-long podcast, you'll discover what has arrived in the game room, which Funko Pop Tom just could not resist, and maybe, if you're lucky, we might get around to talking about games. Might. Tune in weekly. You can find us on all of your favorite podcast formats. Stay in tune with all things sports around Indiana and the nation with the Crash Course Podcast. Each week, we tackle the big storylines from the world of the Colts, Pacers, and the Indiana College scene, while also keeping a pulse on the nation. We record live weekly at twitch.tv slash 3C Media, and can be found on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be heard, you can catch the Crash Course Podcast. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org, and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.